What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bears' victory over the Houston Texans and how breaking the six-game losing streak can spark a, a light in this offense that has been underperforming so much this season. Um, this could lead to a playoff berth. This could lead to a wild-card chase. Uh, whether or not we do that, I think we're going to get into that. We're going to break it down, the chances, um, who's in the hunt, who's in the wild card, who's leading the division. All things good, all things great. Looking for the Bears right now. Um, you know, it all. It all honestly depends on what happens next week against the Minnesota Vikings. But as of right now, we're gonna break down what happened during the game, what went well, what I thought could be worked on better. Um, can't wait to get into it. Okay, so obviously the Chicago Bears won thirty-six to seven. The main focus, I think, throughout this game was two things. It was number one, Mitchell Trubisky out- outperformed Deshaun Watson. By a long shot. And now, granted, Deshaun Watson does not have a run game um, on his offense other than himself. Uh, Johnson is not great. Um, Fuller got suspended. Stills, I think, got released. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. I mean, you know, it's a tough year for him. His offensive line looks like shit, and we saw that. Um, But Mitchell Trubisky completely balled out. 33 attempts, 24 completions, 267 yards. I think he had like 30-something yards rushing. He had a total of... um, 292 yards uh, total, zero interceptions, three touchdowns. He looked immaculate. He looked amazing. Um, No doubt about it. And I'm a big Mitch guy. But at the end of the day, him and Deshaun Watson, I completely followed uh, throughout college because I'm a Tar Heel fan. I'm a Clemson fan. Those are my teams. Um, It's unfortunate to see that we didn't take Deshaun Watson. But today I was very happy for Mitchell Trubisky to show that he can ball out as well, that he's not a scrub, that he belongs in the conversation from the twenty eight or uh, twenty seventeen class. It's just it's just unfortunate to see how he's been used as of late, um, and throughout his entire career under Matt Nagy and John Fox for a short period of time. But um, Bill Lazor, man, Bill Lazor under offensive coordinator. You know, I called him a patsy. I called him a yes man. I said he didn't really deserve the job because the Bengals always looked like shit. Um, I mean, the Bengals have kind of always looked like shit, though. So at the same time, I didn't, you know, I I believed what I was saying, but I also understood that there was a chance that this might turn out good. Um, I thought my first glimpse of this could be working out, um, was against the Vikings when Cordell Patterson, you know, Nick Foles was still in the game at the time. So Cordell Patterson was taking Wildcat QB scrambles. And, um, you know, obviously that didn't work, but under a quarterback like Mitchell Trubisky, stuff like that works. And we saw that today. It was an amazing game offensively by on every cylinder. Everything just looked perfect. Everything was beautiful. Everything was performed well. Uh, I especially loved what happened with David Montgomery. First play of the game for the offense. David Montgomery, eighty yard plus or eighty plus yard touchdown to the house. It was immaculate. Uh, he ended with eleven carries, which I still think he should be getting the ball a little bit more. Um, one hundred and thirteen yards, ten yards average, um, and one touchdown. He looked amazing. Cordell Patterson, six carries, 26 yards, uh, 4.3 average. Mitchell Trubisky had 23 yards rushing. Yeah, not 30. My fault. Um, Darnell Mooney even got one. It looked good. <laughs> it was like a, it was some trick play. It looked good. It was like a sweep or whatever. But um, Darnell Mooney looked well. He had about five five yards, which isn't, which isn't bad. You know what I mean? Uh, whims as well. I mean, we saw all cylinders, this offense being used in so many different ways. I think one of the biggest things is Cole Komet had a breakout game, four receptions for 41 yards. Um, Allen Robinson continues to be successful with nine receptions, a touchdown, 123 yards. Jimmy Graham, David Montgomery had 42 yards. Um, Darnell Mooney, 22. Anthony Miller, 16. 
Cordell Patterson didn't see a single ball, but that's fine when all these other guys are performing as well. Jimmy Graham as well had a touchdown. I mean, Darnell Mooney had a touchdown. Robinson had a touchdown. The offense just looked amazing. Like I said, 36 points. And under Bill Lazor, here's my thing. Um, we're going we're gonna to pull up the stats right now. Bill Lazor, as the head coach, I forgot which week he actually took over, but I do know he was the Vikings game. I think it was the first one. Um, or was it? Yeah, I think it was. The Vikings game, we put up 13 points. We didn't look great. The next week, we put up 25 points. And then following that, we put up 30. And this week, we put up 36. The real reason we... I mean, you know, I'm going to say it flat out. The offense didn't perform well in those prior weeks, but the defense also allowed 19, 41, 34 points. I mean, it it just didn't look great. Um, They were allowing a lot of high-scoring points outside of that Vikings game. But I truly do believe the offense was looking better every week. Every week it was looking somewhat better. I mean, at the end of the day, I truly do believe this all comes down to Mitchell Trubisky. And and, and not in a bad way. I believe we would be 8-5 and five right now with Mitchell Trubisky under quarterback. If he would have played the whole season and Bill Lazor would have been in charge. But we can't live in the past. We can't live in the what-ifs. You know, the same thing with Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. It was amazing for me to not have to hear the fucking announcers the entire game talk about this is why they should have taken Watson this is why they should have taken Mahomes they do it every week every week Mitchell Trubisky is in they find a way to bring that up and I mentioned that in my last podcast and it's a load of shit because you never hear that about anything you never hear that about the guys that were taken ahead of Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or or, or Lamar Jackson for that matter or anything like that you don't and it's it's sickening that they do that he'll always be um, in talks with Watson or about Watson and about Mahomes because they are in that same draft class for quarterbacks. Um, but the fact of the matter is, who gives a shit? Like, Mitch made a Pro Bowl. Deshaun made a Pro Bowl. Mahomes, obviously, out of nowhere, he's the number one guy. He is the man. Um, no one really saw that coming, though. I mean, Deshaun Watson won a national championship and still isn't better than Patrick Mahomes. No one saw that. Everyone thought Pat- or, uh, Deshaun was going number one. For quarterbacks taken off the board. Sorry, I got like a hair in my mouth. But um, anyways, the interesting thing about this game was not only the offense, but the defense. The defense had six sacks in this game. Khalil Mack, oh my God, what a stat line. Finally, he's being dominant. Robert Quinn, still quiet as always, but it is what it is. Um, Khalil Mack got a safety, a sack, two tackles, and a recovered fumble in Chicago's win. Insane insane what a game for him it was like his first sack in like five or six games he had one last week it got taken away um the defense just looked great I was so happy for the defense it was we have been waiting for this game for a very long time um I mean on all cylinders they won 36 to 7 they allowed one touchdown and honestly this defense was looking like how it used to look it looked like what we expected it coming out of the season or coming into the season looking like this gave me 2018 vibes. I mean, everything was clicking on every cylinder. There wasn't cute shit. It was just ground and pound, get the ball to Montgomery, let Trubisky hit his marks, and, and trust the defense. And let's just say, Santos, the kicker, I if I, I know Robbie Gold is the best kicker of all time. Then you could say Kevin Butler, probably second, 1980s. If you don't know him, you don't know him. Um... My thing is, Santos, I think, has the greatest percentage right now kicking field goals in Chicago Bears history for any kicker. I think we found our guy. 
he's young. I think he's like 27, 29 years old. Um, he's been on the team before, in years past. I mean, just, I love Eddie Pinheiro, but he's got to go. I mean, he's injured. He's just sitting there. He's injured every year. Um, Santos looks like our guy. I mean, every cylinder looked great. Pat O'Donnell had some great punts. Play calling looked great. I mean, I just hope this doesn't turn into Matt Nagy getting an ego. That's what I hope it doesn't turn into, that Matt Nagy's, oh, well, see, now I, I deserve this job because this, this, and that. No, you didn't even call the plays. You, you're fucking mope. I mean, these guys took this game into their own hands, and they showed us what they are, with or without a head coach. And that's honestly, I think it's what it is. Um, the defense took a lot of shit throughout the week because it was two back-to-back weeks of being horrible. I mean, 41 points against Green Bay. And then um, I think last week was 30 points against, or 30, it was like 33 points against the uh, the Lions. And, and, it, and it just like, it looks bad. Or no, it was 34. Um, they were just taking a lot of shit. I knew the defense would have came up and, and would have performed well. Because of that fact, they do they do not lay over for too long. Mitchell Trubisky, if he gets in that in that mood, if he gets in that grind, you kind of start to see he will lay over and and he'll just call it quits. He'll raise the white flag. The defense I knew wasn't going to do that. Um, they looked great. I loved it. Deshaun Watson didn't look great at all this game. Um, then again, no receivers. You know what I mean. He went twenty one for thirty, two hundred and nineteen yards, one touchdown, zero interception. Or yeah, zero interceptions. Um, I would have liked to see a couple picks, but then again, it's Deshaun Watson. He doesn't make that many bad reads. Um, their rushing game was horrible. 11 carries for Howell Jr., 42 yards. Deshaun Watson had more carries than I believe Johnson did, which is insane because I believe they traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins for Johnson. It's just... That play, that team is all over the place. And this win, as great of a win this was, I love to see this. We are now in the hunt for the playoffs. If we beat the Minnesota Vikings next week, I believe we knock them out of playoff contention. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I gotta check. Excuse me, I gotta check their record real quick. They're playing right now, I think. Yeah, wow. Um, they're six and seven as well. The Buccaneers just beat them, twenty six to fourteen. Love to see it. The Packers are playing Detroit right now. Um, excuse me. If Detroit wins, I believe they're also six and seven. But if they lose, they'll be five and eight. So we need the Packers to win. As much as I hate the Packers, I would love the Packers to pull this one out because they honestly don't affect us right now. They're nine and three. Their season's pretty much clinched without being clinched, if you know what I mean. Um there's no way the Packers drop the nine and seven. It's just not gonna happen. Um do I believe that the Bears could do this? Honestly, I do. I believe they can make a wild card for the simple fact that the Arizona Cardinals are rocky. I think they're week to week. I mean, some weeks they look amazing and other weeks they don't. Um, and I honestly think it all depends on Kyler Murray and how he progresses. I, I believe in Kyler Murray. I think he's a solid player. But um, can he handle it later into the year? That's the question. Um, I believe we can knock out the Vikings. And then after that, we have the Jaguars. The Jaguars just put in Gardner Minshew. That's a dub. That's There's no question about it. Um, if we could just stop their run game from Robinson, I believe... We win the game. Week 17 is the issue that, like, it bothers me so much that it's going to come down to this, too. The Packers in Week 17, I believe in Soldier Field, um, that'll help us to an advantage. But, I mean, with Mitchell Trubisky balling out the way he is, if you could drop 36 points, at the end of the day, the defense still allowed 41. Um, I believe one of those was a fumble recovery or interception by Mitch Trubisky. So, give or take, it's like 35 points they gave up um, because of the defense. But... 
you know, it's it's. I think we could do it, but at the same time, it's Aaron Rodgers. They're having a great year with Lizard, uh, Lizard, or whatever, and and Jones and Adams and all these guys are just clicking. Um, and and they love to be spoilers. They love to be spoilers. My interesting thing is, will we see Jordan Love in Week Seventeen if the Packers clinch? If the Packers clinch, they are not going to play Aaron Rodgers in Week Seventeen. I don't see why they would do that. Um, they might, they might just out of spite. They don't want us in the playoffs, but if I'm them, I rest the starters for the most part. You clinched. I mean, you already see that now with, uh, New Orleans, uh, Drew Brees is reportedly able to come back, but I mean, they're not, I mean, they clinched. They don't give a shit. Um, I don't, I believe they didn't have a great game. Um, what's it called? They didn't have a great game today. I'm going to check right now. Well, but I heard things that, yeah, they lost to the Eagles (laughs) 17 Oh no, they're losing right now, seventeen to thirteen to the Eagles. That is insane. That's you just know though. Like they're they're running it with um Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, and and they're just gonna figure it out. Um, there's no chance. There's no chance that they bring back Drew Brees sooner than they have to. They have no need to, and that's my thing with the Packers. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had injuries in the past. He's not really your MVP of the year, so his stats won't really matter to him at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, they'll matter, but like, you know what I mean. Like there's no reason to play him in week seventeen if that is the if that is the predicament. Um What do I want to talk about going forward? Going forward oh, this was very important for me. Um Fuck you, all my Mitchell Trubisky haters. I wanted to get that out there. Thank you. Um thank you for listening. This has been beautiful. Uh thank you for finally seeing what I'm seeing. Under Bill Laser, this man looks amazing. Now that wasn't a personal shot at any of you, it's all jokes, it's all love. But um, it's just it's just funny to see it. Everybody forgets how much we loved Mitchell Trubisky in 2018. Everybody forgets how amazing this kid was when you got to utilize his legs. When there was an actual run game with Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, we looked good. Mitchell looked better. He you know he hit his targets when he had to, and he ran when he had to. But you didn't know what he was doing. You never know what's happening with the Chicago Bears offense when you have a run game and Mitchell Trubisky under QB one. That's the main focus, I think. And with Bill Lazor moving forward, Lovey Smith got fired today. <laughs> Wanted to talk about that as well. Um, Lovey Smith got fired today. I feel like bringing him back as the defensive coordinator, he wouldn't need to adjust the offense. He wouldn't have to bring back to the new times, the new standards that every co- uh, head coach needs to develop to be successful in this league. He wouldn't need to do that. He would just be a coordinator. I don't see why he wouldn't come back for big money. It's millions of dollars. He's not going to say no. He's 60-something years old. Come back. I mean, Chuck Pagano, you had, a, you had a hell of a game, but you also looked like a fucking idiot half the year. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm over you. I'm over you. Um, like I said, Khalil Mack's first sack in six games. So, you know, a part of that is, you know, Akeem Hicks being out, not having Eddie Goldman. I understand. Robert Quinn literally doing nothing. Um, that's on Ryan Pace. Do I think now? Here's the next. I wanted to get into this segment. I think it's going to be really important. Um, the Lovey Smith thing, whether it happens or not, I'm not going to put that into a segment. That'll be another video for another day, which we've already kind of already done. We'll do that more in the off season. Um, this next segment I really wanted to get into is: Does this save anybody's job? I think it saves Mitch's job. I think here's my thing. Um, for all my Mitch haters that want to just get a quarterback in the draft, here's the issue. If you want a quarterback in this year's draft, by all means, go for it. You get your Mac Wilson, you get your Trey Lance, you get your Kyle Trash. What you're going to get out of those guys, though, for the short term, maybe Trey Lance is special, maybe, depending on where he goes, if the system fits. I think he would be successful here. 
But um, you really haven't seen him other than you haven't seen him in over a year because he opted out. Um, Kyle Trash, you haven't seen much of him. I mean, Mac Wilson. I mean, who the hell is Mac? I, I, is that even his name? Um, no disrespect to Mac Wilson, but yeah, it is. Or is it? No, it's not. Alabama's. What is Alabama's quarterback's name? I'm going to look it up right now. I feel like an idiot. Um, I really don't watch Alabama at all. I'm not a fan. Um, dude. I'm tweaking here. It's something Wilson. Or Mac Jones. It, I think it's Mac Jones. Um, dude, it is. Dude, I'm an idiot. Um, anyways, sorry. I apologize, Mac Jones. You are a great quarterback. You made it farther than I ever did at anything. Um, sports related. So all respect to you. I forgot your name. It's been a long day. Leave me be. Um, but anyways, what I'm trying to get into here, if you want another Mitchell Trubisky, that's exactly what you're going to get. Another project quarterback. You're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to get Justin Fields. You're just not. You're not going to get Dak Prescott in trade as much as we all want that to happen. Sam Darnold. I like Sam Darnold. He's a cool cat, but is he really that much better than Mitchell Trubisky? Um, he'll have to go to a new system. He'll, he'll actually have offensive weapons if Allen Robinson stays or if they go after Kenny Galladay or Juju Smith-Schuster or something like that. You know, I mean, it's interesting. It's a hot take, um, but I just don't see it. I think you give Mitchell the extension. You get rid of Foles. Um, you draft a, Maybe you do draft like a Mac Jones in, in the later rounds or a Kyle Trask, but I think Kyle's going to be – I think his draft stock is going to rise. I truly do. Um Maybe you land a Trey Lance if we lose out, but I doubt it now because we have the Jaguars as a win, no question about it. If all injuries, you know, if injuries don't occur, um, the Minnesota Vikings, if they lose this, I mean, they lost this game. I mean, they have to come face us now. I mean, we look better. We have Akeem Hicks. I mean, that that was one of the main reasons we lost that game was not only because the quarterback was immobile, was because Akeem Hicks wasn't there. Um, he got injured throughout the game, I believe. It was like his hamstring or something. Um, but the main focus of this is this defense is clicking now. This defense is pissed off. They're mad. They know they're better than they are. Matt Nagy has lost con- complete reins of the offense. It's all Bill Lazor from here on out until he proves me otherwise. Until he has a game like Matt Nagy where he only puts up three points or seven points, Bill Lazor is shit. I mean, I'm not going to give him the head coaching job, but you won for offensive coordinator. No question about it. Um... I mean, you. There's, there's just nothing else to say. I mean, it's working. It's working under Mitch, and I think you run with this as long as we can. You give Mitchell Trubisky a one-year extension, um, and you wait for another quarterback to become available. You wait for Sam Darnold without having to trade for him. You know what I mean? You wait for a Derek Carr. You wait for an experienced member of the quarterback uh, free agency, and and. I'm just not willing to give up draft capital for an aging quarterback or one that's not any better than one we have on the roster right now. I mean, Nick Foles or Sam Darnold, man, I mean, you really can't say it because you haven't seen Sam Darnold perform with actual talent. But at the same time, I mean, I mean, Super Bowl MVP, Sam Darnold, who sees ghosts, apparently, um, on the field. Like, no. Um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. But honestly... I'm rolling with Mitch. Money Mitch, back on the bandwagon. Never left it. Me and my boy, Kevin Lapka, have been on the team for the whole time. Never doubted him. Um, there were moments where you're like, all right, put in Nick Foles. You know what I mean? Whatever whatever helps us win these games. And I think that was my biggest thing I wanted to see going into this year. 
I wanted to see the Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota kind of thing, or the Drew Brees, um, Taysom Hill kind of thing. Like, you build to their strengths. If you're in the red zone, you know, depend, depending on what defense you're playing, you might want to go with Mitchell Trubisky. You might want to have him run in because the defensive line is weaker. But if you have a, a, a steady defensive line, you might want to put in Nick Foles so he could just sling it in there. You know what I mean? Um, like we saw, I think it was like week five or six against the Panthers, uh, first drive of the first drive of the of the game with Cole Komet getting that touchdown in the end zone. I mean, it's little things like that. And I know I'm kind of just you know going on a tether and going just on a ramble of just shit that doesn't matter. But there's just so many positives I'm taking from this game. There's so many things that are clicking in my head. If you're thinking the way I am right now, I'm not thinking about next week. I'm thinking about next year. Because whatever happens, happens. If we make the wild card, that's great. Let's run it. Let's get the t-shirts and the jerseys, the playoff berth of 2020. Love to see it. Um, But if they don't, that's okay. I just think David Montgomery in these last few games under Bill Lazor has looked amazing. And I doubted him. And honestly, it it shows me more that it's just Matt Nagy using the run game. Jordan, I mean... I really didn't give the kid credit, but I think it was because I was more frustrated about what was going on with the run game than him by himself. And I do apologize. David Montgomery, I am truly sorry. I believe in you full-heartedly now. You are the man. I do believe, you know, you're still not a top 10 running back in my eyes. Um, You could be under the right system with another tackle um, on a legitimate right guard. I think you could be a top 10 running back. But what we forget is Jordan Howard, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. His first year under Matt Nagy had the least amount of carries he's ever had in his career as, as of then. Um, and look at him. Still 900-plus yards, almost 1,000. Tariq Cohen looks so much better in 2018 than he does now. I mean, he's injured now, but you know what I mean. Um, in 2019, and he got exposed. 2020, he didn't look as great, but he, he looked better. Um and, and same with David Montgomery. He just looked like he wasn't looking for holes. But I think the plays were just horrible. You were running him up the middle every single drive. Running him up the middle. Running him up the middle. All right, now let's do a, a, a slant. And it's like, why? But under Bill Lazor, everything flows. Everything looks beautiful. Everything flows. You know, there's moments where you look at it and you go, ah, shit. Like last week, um, under... And the last few minutes of the game when we blew it against the Lions, which looking back on it, we're six and seven now. We would currently be um, eight and six, if I'm not mistaken. But um, it, it's it's unfortunate we lost that game. But it really does open my eyes that Matt Nagy was the running game problem, and it wasn't really David Montgomery's bad decision making. Maybe it's not his vision. Maybe it's just you set him up to fail. These these flat out. Madden style HB dives up the middle. It's not working. This is not legitimate. If Matt Nagy was on the field, he would be getting his ass beat under his own play calls. I mean, I would like to see, I would love to see it. I'd love to see Matt Nagy go under quarterback for a few, just a few reps, you know, and (laughs) just attempt a few balls. And then after that, I bet you he changes his tune because he'd be laid out instantly, instantly under his own play calling. Um, They did show a picture of Matt Nagy today as a quarterback. He's a fucking horrible quarterback. But, um, it was a good game. It was a good game. I'm happy to see it. Happy to see some life. First win since I don't even know. I think it was like October 28th. I'm going to look it up right now for you. 
Um, yeah, first win in over a month. That is insane. My niece is, uh, she was born about a month ago. And she's, this was her first Bears win in like four weeks. It is insane. Uh, the last win was, wow, it really was a long time ago. 10-26. No, it wasn't. 10-18. It was October 18th. Wow, they lost to the Rams too. You know, you forget about that. It's so much time has passed. Um, it's 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 great. It's a great feeling to finally get another win. It's crazy that we started off five and one, and there's three games left of the season, and we're only six and seven. If that, I mean, this did not save Matt Nagy's job. Plain and simple. And that was the point I was trying to make. I kind of rambled for a bit, but did it save his job? Fuck no. You're done. You're out of here. And if he acts like this, if he acts like he just, you saw him, he his legs wide open, just, you know, running down the field, having a ball, get, get the fuck out of here. Walking up to the defense, shaking all their hands like he's trying to earn back their respect after throwing them under the bus in back-to-back weeks. It was the first time in ages that the defense underperformed. And he threw them under the bus immediately, immediately. But no one, no one talked about him. No one on the offense. No one. Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, you are a king. You are a king in your own world, my friend. Here's my thing. I'm an asshole, and it's it's plain and simple. If I had a head coach like that, now if I if I'm working somewhere and I have a boss that I don't like, it's my job. So obviously I'm not going to say anything. If I'm a quarterback on a team where no matter what I'm going to get a job somewhere else to get millions and millions of dollars, I'm flat out saying it that I think the play calling needs to be better. I'm not going to throw Matt under the bus, but holy shit, this guy's throwing you under the bus and you just sit there and take it. I mean, Mitch, I love you, kid, but you got to stick up for yourself. And today was a perfect way to do it, to ball out the way you have been. I'm so proud of the kid. I love to see it. I mean, I mean, what was the first thing they posted? They posted, and this is why you took Mitchell Trubisky over to Sean Watson. Truly, um, if you're looking for a quarterback you want for the future, Mitchell is that guy. Mitchell does not lose his head. He doesn't get cocky when he does well. He doesn't, you know, fold under, you know, like he could he could throw three interceptions and you'll still see him try to fight for extra yardage. You'll see you'll still still see him try to win the game. Deshaun Watson, I mean, I saw him crying last week. I saw him this week. He looked so frustrated. Um I love the kid. I just think he's he's uh he's got a personality thing and and you might not want that as your leader on the team, but that's why I think with DeAndre Hopkins, they needed that. And they let it go for whatever his name is. Johnson. Something Johnson. Derek Johnson or whatever. Um, that's all I really got for you guys today. I do want to get into really quickly. Um, I did miss the Bulls opening preseason game. I wanted this to be special. This is my 23rd podcast as of right now. Number 24 is going to be a tribute um, podcast. I'm going to have my buddy Jonathan on there. He's an L.A. journalist. We're going to be making a special podcast. I've been... Doing my research, watching all these types of interviews, all these types of games. I've been watching everything. I've been working my heart out for this one. Um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Episode 24 coming out sometime this week. I will keep it posted on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. DM me if you have any uh, questions. This is going to be special. Um, it's going to be an amazing tribute to someone who had passed away this year in the sports world. I think you all know who I'm talking about. None other than Kobe Bryant. Um, it's going to be an amazing video. My buddy Jonathan, like I said, L.A. native. He's a Laker fan. He knows the mood. He knows everything, how, how it felt in L.A. when all this occurred, uh, winning the championship in 2020, the same year this tragedy happened. 
and and just the feeling and presence of Kobe Bryant as a Laker, as a person, how it affected the community. We're going to be interviewing him. We're going to be talking about Kobe's legacy and and how he affects others as well, how he's influenced guys like Jason Tatum um, and so much more. We're going to have all these topics and the feud between him and Shaq, how him and Shaq are now. I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? Um, How they ended on good terms. And it's, it's just going to be an amazing conversation and something I'm really looking forward to. I think this is not only going to be the best podcast yet, I think it's going to be probably my best one I ever do until I, I make the famous Michael Jordan, LeBron James debate that everybody I know is waiting for me to make. Um, that one is going to come out a little bit later. I, I've watched The Last Dance a couple times, but I, I truly do love LeBron James's legacy. My thing is, I just want to get every fact right because I do not want one stone left unturned. I want to make sure everybody from both sides has every single part of evidence that they need um, to prove their point. That LeBron's better or that Michael's better or whatever you want to say. Or if you even think it's there's some people that go, oh, Bill Russell. I mean, whatever. But um, this Kobe Bryant podcast is going to be beautiful. It's going to be everything I want it to be. And I don't care if it takes me a year to make. I'm going to get this out. And it's not. It's going to be out this upcoming week. But I'm going to, as many tries as I need to do to film it, everything needs to go perfect for someone as perfect as him. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. This has been an amazing time. I couldn't do this without any of you guys. All the love and support has been nothing short of amazing. Um, the Bears play the Vikings next week, I think in Chicago. I think we, if I'm not mistaken, I could look that for you right now before I go. Week, what is it? Week 15? No, I think... Yeah, we play in Minnesota. That's going to be interesting. Um, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, I am so... Or Je- whatever it is. Is going to be so interesting to watch. He's one of the best wide receivers that came out of the draft class. Um, outside of Claypool and, you know, um, C.D. Lamb and those guys. But it's going to be a ball. It's going to be a ball to watch. Thank you guys for listening again. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out.